Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Sharpie, Chris, Steve, and Lauren. Welcome, everyone. Hello, how are you? Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy. Hiya. Hiya. Alrighty, today we're going to have an interesting show. We are talking Walt Disney World hacks to make your trip easier. Tips and tricks. I like Walt Disney World hacks. This is like, this is a really good show. If you haven't listened before, this is like... I think this is going to be one of our top shows. This is our. Oh, this fun. is this is the inside. Well, it only took six years. This Woo-hoo. is like yeah. Well, well it took well, a while. And we're like, up, Steve. I know. Hold I know. on. What this is good. what if we bomb? Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Well, these are like the little hidden that. secrets. These are like oh, little my gosh, tips no and pressure. tricks. This is like you know using peanut butter to get gum out of your hair. There's one. That's Wait. not a Disney one, but there's another one for you right there. Gosh. I may need another glass of wine. <laughs> You know what? And this one is very applicable as well. Mm-hmm. Vodka diluted with a little water to get rid of armpit stains. Oh, and get you through those well, long lines. That's exactly. it. <laughs> well, no, that's that, it's not a Disney hack. That's just a life hack. Well, no. Well, the Disney hack is to leave the armpit stains there. And then, you yeah, get no one wants faster. to. And, and here's the thing. If you leave the armpits there, stains there and drink the vodka, you won't care about the armpit stains. <laughs> Hairspray on red lipstick. Stains, not just on your la- you know, face. <laughs> Don't go doing that, please. All right. So okay. Yes. All right. So we're talking about Disney World hacks. We're going to make your trips to Disney easier, better, more affordable, perhaps. So we're going to start this off with Chris. Okay. So a lot of people will say to me, when I go to Disney, I don't want to park hop, but I think my husband and our older kid might while I stay back in the resort with the younger one. And the trick to that is you don't add the hopper when you book your package because they're going to make everyone's ticket be the same because that's how packages are. Everyone has to look the same. And you don't want to upgrade it at the resort because if you do that, for some reason, the resort computers can only upgrade a package. They can't upgrade individual in elements of that package. So what you would do is the individuals that want to upgrade, whether it's add another day or add a hopper water park option, or even upgrade to an annual pass, those individuals would go to the park and go to one of the ticket kiosks and upgrade there. That way you're not upgrading the entire group the way you would at the resort. I like it. That's a good tip. So when you say ticket kiosk, you mean like the guest services counter it? The Magic yes. Kingdom or Epcot. Okay. Yes. All right, Sharpie, you're up with the next one. So we did uh, the quick service dining plan for the first time uh, on our November, December trip. And uh, we were talking um, a little bit earlier between Chris and Lauren. And a good hack to remember uh, is to do the quick service dining plan during food and wine, uh, because you can break down a quick service credit and do three snacks from that quick service credit. Uh, So if you want to do that, you can do that all around the world with the different food booths. The, The trick there is you have to use all three of the traded from one quick service credit, uh, you have to use all three of them at the one location. So essentially you get three snacks in place of one meal, but you have to use them all at one time at the same place. So good thing, good thing to remember for food and wine, especially if you have a group of people, uh, you can try everything at one specific booth and everyone gets a taste of it. And if anyone wants more, they can always go back. 
The nice thing is those tacos at the Mexican booth, which Lauren can vouch for, I always have to stop at first. Those Literally, are so tiny. The first thing she does, she will stand there and wait for the booth to open. Those, they're always the highlight. Come on. But yeah, so you could, um, you could eat three of them and not feel like, you know, you overdid it. And really, what do you spend on a quick service credit? Like if you do a quick service meal, it's probably like $15. So you're definitely getting your money's worth at these, uh, kiosks. Cause you know, things are like four to seven. Yeah. That's so. what I was going to ask. So it, basically if you were going to spend 15 on a quick service meal and you exchange that for three food and wine snack related items, it's um, an equal value. You can get equal yeah, or, 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 better. Or, or better or better. So that's, you know, and that's cause yeah. Cause some of those things are, you know, seven, seven, seven fifty plus for the item. The, the only sad thing is, and I know this will bring a tear to Lauren's eye. There's no wine on that. Option. There really should be. That's just a sin. Yes. Now if kids, so, or, or does this matter? If, if a kid is on, is on the quick service, they can use their credits too and get, or is there, is yes. there some additional, so yeah. is, is in the kids packages cheaper than the, there's adult? some great value there. Yes. So, yeah. So your kid you, is between three and nine. <laughs> so if your kid is between three and nine and they get a quick service plan, you turn their quick service meal into let's go uh, eat around the world and you you get three snack credits for that, then that's um, that's an amazing deal. It is a good deal because there's no differentiation on the dining plan and hopefully that won't change between quick service adult and quick service kids. And yet, of course you can still use your snacks. So you get like two snacks on next year's dining plan and two tables or two quick service meals. That's eight, eight snacks. Sorry. I just had to do the we math. We could do a lot of, a lot of damage with. <laughs> you may rolling us out. They roll us out of food and wine anyway. Who you? Kidding? I know, right? It's terrible. Even without that, we're like, oh, yeah. I can't walk. I can't I move. I think that's a brilliant idea, and that wasn't mine or any of ours. That was actually Rachel's, who's a, a listener of the show. So thank you, Rachel. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with Lauren on the next one, kind of jumping around here. So Lauren, you're next with frozen desserts. So one of the other uh, little tricks you can do, if you have kids that like Dole Whips, um, but they aren't going to eat a whole Dole Whip because they are big. You can ask for two small cups and have them split one Dole Whip between two kids and uh, save a little bit of money. The kids get their taste of Dole Whip and everybody's happy. It's win-win. You can do that with ice cream too. So it's not just like if you get your ice cream in a cup, they'll split them. So I like that because not only could you split it and you know, each kid gets a little bit or you split it with your husband or something just to, to not eat as much at that particular moment. But I think that kind of automatically entitles you to come back three hours later and do it again. Exactly. No, see, I want the whole one right then and there. No, so <laughs> split it up. I never want an entire citrus swirl. So I think that's actually a brilliant idea to split it. You well, know, I would ask the cast member what their shift hours are and say, I want half of it now. And then I'm going to be back in three hours. So you better be here. I want the other half. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I can see that. That would, <laughs> that would totally that on a fly. annoying guest award. 
which I'm sure exists somewhere. Well, it sounds like it's nice because, you know, it seems like everything we buy for our kids, they eat like, no, they don't. And you're like, oh, I just spent, I just bought these two giant things for them. And I could have bought like a food and wine size version of this and they still (laughs) have eaten it. So at least they get it and, and maybe they'll eat it and you don't feel like you've just wasted twice the money. So it's a good, I like that idea. Yeah. They don't need that much sugar. I mean, they're getting like, I always feel like with my kids, they're so off their schedule and they're not eating really the best food while they're down there. So any way I can kind of save a little money and maybe cut back on some of that sugar, I'm happy. That's good. Yep. And you know, they don't want to like my twins, forget it. They're not sharing the same ice cream. They don't want each other's cooties. Two cups. There you go. Yes. All right. Mr. Sharpie, we're back to you. We're doing pin trading. So this is one that I knew, but I didn't know I would need. Uh, And that is in relation to pin trading. Uh, If you've ever gone to Walt Disney World, uh, you will know that pin trading is huge. All the cast members have lanyards or, or placards that they wear on their belt line. Um, and you can buy pins, put them on a lanyard, walk up and, and wheel and deal and trade with cast members or other guests. It's, it's a lot of fun, uh, but it is expensive. Uh, I mean, those pins are nine bucks and up, essentially. Uh, I think you can get some for like $7.99, $8.99. But still, whenever you buy enough of those to actually trade uh, and collect some, it gets extremely expensive by the time you buy your lanyard, by the time you buy your pins. Uh, Biggest advice is to buy your pins before you go. Uh, You can buy giant lots of pins for less than a dollar each on eBay. Uh, Say, for instance, you can buy 50, 60, 70 pins uh, and have a whole bunch of those to trade. Uh, So you give give, give your your, uh, kids a lanyard uh, with with eight to ten pins on it, and they can trade those pins all throughout the day uh, and then trade off when you get back to your room, the ones that they really like and want to keep. And you can put others on there that they want to trade. So that way they can kind of build their souvenir as the week goes and you've done it for a really good price. And the kids have had a lot of fun interacting with cast members while they do it. So yeah, buy your pins before you go to Disney. Are there any precautions one needs to take when purchasing these from eBay to make sure they're authentic? Uh, make sure that the, that the seller has good reviews from other buyers. There are, uh, pins, uh, cause some of these are just very, very large lots of very common pins. Uh, and then there are pins on eBay. They're known as scrappers. Uh, they're kind of junk pins that really aren't very trade worthy at Disney. So just make sure that you're getting a good, good quality product when you buy. Um, and of course, even some of the ones that, that you buy on eBay, uh, even at a, a higher price could be fakes. Um, so just make sure that the seller has good reviews uh, and that the uh, prices are reasonable. You don't want to go too cheap or otherwise your pins are going to be junk and they're going to break. So yeah, And you'll yeah. receive duplicates, no doubt. Yeah. And we've done it in the past with our kids and it's worked out great. You get, you know, a lot of whatever, 50 pins. And then instead of like Sharpie saying, instead of paying eight, 10, whatever dollars per pin, you've got some pins and they have the fun of trading and, and you're saving a ton of money and you're not having to go buy 
a bunch and then they they get what they want through the trading and then it's fun for them to do it every time they go it gives them something to do all right steve you are going to go next all right so What's your hack well if you've listened to the show before you know i'm a cheap bastard so i like to, <laughs> <laughs> I, like to I do i so look i i What's wrong with you i don't well, i like to save money on things that that I don't want to throw away. Like I'll spend, I'll buy an iPhone because I know I'm going to keep it for as long. Yeah. I'm going to keep that thing (laughs) until it won't update anymore, but I, it's a quality product. I like it and I'm going to get my money out of it. But then there's things like the glow toys at Disney world where I don't want to, you know, and my kids are going to sit there and watch the nighttime parade when they used to have one. And and they're going to ever all the kids are going to be buying their parents are going to be buying the thing that spins around with the whatever Cinderella or or Tinkerbell light up thing or the Buzz Lightyear light up thing and it's $20 and i i, I just you know they're going to play with it the one time i'm going to spend $40 on my two kids for this little toy and then it's going to go away and the battery's going to die or whatever so I'll just go to I go to Walmart and I'll buy basically the same spinny, flashy, whatever thing for five bucks and I'll put them in my suitcase and I'll bring them or I'll just buy some glow necklaces or something. So they're still doing the same thing, but I'm not spending a ridiculous amount of money on some trash that I'm going to toss. So, well, and I think that holds true for other things as well. Um, What's the pins too? like Sharpie just said, that's a great idea it gives it lets them experience it they get a souvenir and instead of spending what eighty dollars for 10 pins i'm spending eight so you can really broaden this um i think if you pack if you go to your local target or walmart wherever you're going to go kohl's has a bunch disney shirts get a set or two for your entire family and surprise them when you get there and that way they're already wearing the cute Disney shirt that they want to buy or something similar. No, you've already got one. We don't need to buy any more. And you can justify it. Uh, same with the toys, like he was saying. Same with the pins, like Sharpie was saying. Another one, uh, as far as essentially buying ahead of time, and I know Chris talks about this a lot, is those juice boxes. Bring your own. Yeah. Unless yeah. you want to pay a ton of money and your kids are only on juice, you know, just buy the juice boxes from a local place. Um, Plenty of grocery stores there. If you're driving, just pack them with you. Or bring like those crystal light type packets. There's so many of those that you can, you get a a bottle of water and you pour the crystal light in there and you shake it up. Yep. I like to do that. Um, So there are lots of things that you can plan ahead. Princess dress, going to Bibbidi Bobbidi. You're paying a lot oh, for that. always a good one. Get your dress yeah, ahead of time. And it doesn't even have to be an official princess dress. Go get like a flower girl dress at the consignment shop for $7. She'll be thrilled. Yeah. I, I you think. Can, yeah. You can just do the Just do the hair. I even I did. I would be thrilled. I did the cool dude hair, hairdo. <laughs> but I, but to save, to save money, I did it at the barber shop. Because it, but they don't offer this anymore. Where you, is that picture? We need to put that up again. So it's somewhere they had like, they had the 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 Bibbidi Bobby version for guys, but it was very it was expensive. No, but, it wasn't. But but there was a little oh, known yeah yeah, yeah yeah. But there was a little known thing that you could get 
kind of done up at the at Magic Kingdom at the barbershop. And they would do your hair with the sparkles and the purple gel and all I that. I believe yours was pink. Yeah, it was pink. So I got the hair pink and I got all the glitter in it. And it was like, I don't know, it was... I don't know. It was very affordable. It was like $8. Yeah. It was basically $8. And then basically all day long, every like 10 year old was like, where can I get that done? They all came up to me. <laughs> like, Those are your fans. <laughs> every, I was the envy of every 10 year old kid. Steve was the walking billboard. For, uh, and then, and then I think the, um, the main street barbershop got flooded by 10 year old kids that wanted to have it done. And then they said, wait a minute. We're, we, we, Did they have like a picture of you on their iPhone and they were like showing it going, I want to look like this guy. Yes, probably. I want that. That was like the one and only time he was a trendsetter. It was interesting because when I washed my hair out, I, I don't know, there must have been like a half a pound of giant glitter in my hair. It was there was. It's not small glitter. It's no, it's like chunks. It's like giant chunks of glitter. That confetti. Are, it's are, not glitter. Yes, it's it's confetti. It's like shiny confetti. That is, I think they sweep it up from me. That Street. is glued to your head. <laughs> Recycled. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. But yes. That was fun. All right. Oh, I'm next. Okay. So this actually kind of stems off what we were just talking about as far as bringing things in. Um, Steve had mentioned bringing uh, crystal light packets into the parks. And hopefully everyone knows that when you go into the park, any of Disney's parks, downtown, oh, I called it downtown Disney, Disney Springs. Um, if it's a hot day, you are at, you're allowed to go up to any of the quick service restaurants and ask for a glass of ice water. They'll give it to you for free. Got a nice lid on there, so you're not going to spill it. And uh, then you get your, your ice water for free. If you had your crystal light packet, go ahead and dump some in. Now you've got some cool, refreshing lemonade. And I always order extra ice water uh, to refill a water bottle because I always carry a, a small backpack with a water bottle. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I always do that, too. Right. Because they're not going to allow you onto the rides when you're holding this cup of water. Right. And you, you're not going to down it that quickly. So because you're going ride to ride. I agree with Sharpie. Um, make sure that you have a water bottle or, or some thermos, something to put it in that can be leak proof. And that way you can put it back in your backpack or tuck it away and go on the rides. Not worry. All right, Steve, we're back to you. We're talking about Chase Visa. Ooh. All right. So this is good. This is kind of a little known and it kind of makes you feel a little extra special. So during the food and wine festival at Epcot uh, over at the America Pavilion, they usually have Chase sponsors a lounge. So you have to have uh, a Chase Visa card. So anybody... And you get, I don't know, I can't remember how many, maybe you get six or eight people in your party in. Um, and normally you have enough people, you know, it, so it's not a, not an issue. Um, and so if you're, if it's a hot day or you just want to get out of Epcot and, and relax, uh, they let you in the Chase Lounge. And it's kind of neat if you're a Disney fan because you get to see some behind the scenes type, you know, this is like a kind of like an event area that's upstairs. Uh, they have an elevator or you can walk up the stairs and they usually have it set up with seats and couches. Uh, it's broken. They have uh, restrooms up there. They have those uh, freestyle Coke machines. Uh, they have a couple of those so you can get, you know, any fountain drinks you want. Um, they usually have the Disney Xfinity 
is it Xfinity or am I saying that? I'm not. That's Infinity. The, Infinity. Thank you. They have the Infinity games, um, you know, demos set up so the kids can play those. And it, and sometimes they even, I think maybe occasionally they might even have some little snacks. Um, so we've been up, or I think even one time they brought us, didn't they bring us drinks one time? I can't remember. But it's it's a nice way to, when you're walking around food and wine, it's a halfway point. You can get up there, get out of the, the weather, relax, sit and talk with people, have a drink, and then continue on your journey. All right. So, oh, look at that. Chris is up with DVC. <laughs> okay. So, if you've priced out DVC, which is Disney's timeshare program, Disney Vacation Club, and you've probably seen the kiosks in the parks, and you've noticed the very large, uh, you know, buildings next to the deluxe resorts. I think all of them have them now, don't they? Um, anyway, you've noticed, you know about Disney Vacation Club and you probably priced it out. Maybe you've priced it out. It's about $180 a point and you need about 150 points even for off season to get in one bedroom for like six nights. So it's very expensive and you can buy from the resale market for about half the price. It takes a lot longer to do it, but um, you could buy you know, much cheaper contracts. The problem is, is that Disney's taken away all the benefits of owning DVC and that, um, you know, you can't trade into other resorts, which I'm not sure why you would want to um, trade out of Disney, but you can't get an annual pass discount. You can't get some of the other discounts. So in order to do that, or even just to get your basic discounts, you could buy a 50 point contract and go ahead and get all of the benefits of, of being a Florida resident, because you can get that Florida resident annual pass for your entire family. You get merchandise discounts, you get food discounts all for around, what would that come up to about $6,000? Okay. That's not putting us on the spot. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Somebody do the math really quick while I'm doing this. So for about $9,000. Is it 9,000? What did you get? 180 a point? Is that what we're saying? About 180 a point, yeah. Then it's 90 or 9,000, yes, correct. Wow, you're good at math, Steve. We didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, really? I have a calculator. In front yeah. Of me, so. You have a calculator. Um, okay. So for about $9,000, and it does sound like a lot, but it does get you into DVC with all the benefits of buying directly from Disney. So you could either just keep that and, you know, it's not really, I mean, you would get a couple, three nights out of it in a studio off season, or you could save it, um, you know, and have 150 points, you know, every three years and stay in a deluxe and, you know, live it up, or you could just use it for your, you know, occasionally and use it for those discounts. So I think that actually isn't a bad idea. I've noticed a lot of people doing that lately. Well, you still have your maintenance fees though, too. You do have your maintenance fees, but that's about 250 a year on 50 points. And if if you buy it, uh, Bay Lake Tower or at uh, Saratoga, you're going to save a lot on maintenance fees. Yeah. I mean, I actually think it's a really good idea because like, for example, we were talking about annual passes on the other show. So Lauren, it's about $750 to buy an annual pass outright, not to renew it. Um, But I only pay about $550 for mine. So that's a $200 savings. If you have five people in your family, that's $1,000 saved every year if you're going to buy an annual pass. Um, some of the other things, 20% off merchandise right now. Um, 
discounts just about at every every restaurant on property. Plus, you can use Bay Lake Tower, which is top of the world lounge. You can go to the top of Bay Lake Tower and enjoy the fireworks from there. It's probably the best view of the fireworks anywhere on property. And it's also just a beautiful lounge. And as someone mentioned, Steve was mentioning the Chase Visa Lounge over at Disney. Um, not the Chase Visa. I'm sorry, the DVC Lounge over at Disney or at Epcot, pardon me, um, where you can go and have snacks and drinks. So, And I love that. Yeah, so that's there's the um, Chase Visa Lounge, which is the one over at America Pavilion, which anybody with a Visa card can get into. And then there's a new, maybe of, as of uh, 2016, there's a new DVC Lounge at Epcot as well, which is over in the Imagination Pavilion. And it's kind of, if you remember the old Imagination Pavilion up top where they used to have all the cool interactive things from, I don't know, the, the 80s, the 90s. Uh, they've walled off part of that and made it into kind of an airport-esque uh, lounge with uh, the giant iPads. They have those, you know, to play games on. They have, uh, again, the freestyle Coke machines are up there in that lounge as well. There's lots of seating. It's just a nice place to relax. And they actually brought a cart around, which they probably don't do anymore because these, these things seem to go away. But if they do, you know, they if you, if you were up there long enough, they brought a cart around with like – you know, like airport snacks. So they had like, uh, I don't know, like bugle. Well, peanuts and peanuts granola bars. And, yeah, and granola bars little and chips. small chap- yeah, chips. Yeah, small sizes of chips and, and little things like that. Um, so it was nice to just get a drink and relax and hang out up there. Yeah, so it's nice for the discount. Okay, so I'm up with the next one. And mine isn't so much of a guarantee as a happy happenstance. Um I think I've mentioned in the past that over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, we've been lucky enough to be put into a room that was considered a standard view room. But in my opinion, we had a better view of the animals. uh, And and I think we were closer to the animals than people with not only a Savannah view, but I'm going to go so far as to say an Arusha view. I think... uh, the downside to this is we were very far from the main building, but the reason they couldn't call this a Savannah view is because a, a good third of our view was maintenance area. So no one's going to pay for that, but the rest of the view was animals. It was it was one of the best views we've ever had. Uh, I, I just was captivated by it because the animals were right there and you'd look outside you couldn't, you couldn't ask for anything better. So um, there are definitely rooms that are better than others uh, over at, which was it? Boardwalk. I was in a room once that was kind of, it was an end room and it had extra space because there was a, a, a housekeeping, mousekeeping closet that was right off the elevators and then my room was next. And so all the room behind that closet, that area, was part of my room. And uh, there are rooms that are going to be a standard price, but you may get a little bit more. It's kind of like um, over on the Fantasy and the Dream. Yeah. I think it's a Category 9D. There are some rooms that are a lot bigger. They're a little different in layout, but yeah. 
there's some good stuff out there. Okay, let's see what's next. Lauren, you're up next. Uh-oh. Time to take pictures. Okay, so one of the things I recommend to every single person that I have traveling is when you, you go to Disney World, make sure you open up your My Disney Experience account, take a picture of all of your fast passes for the entire length of stay, as well as your dining reservations, um, because the system does go down and it does go down a lot. Um, you know, I've had, I've seen posts on Facebook, many of agents that are complaining that their clients are in Disney and they have no idea where they're supposed to be because they can't get into my Disney experience. Um, the system will go down for like a, a full day every now and then, probably maybe two or three times only. But during those times, I've never had a client call me and say, I can't get into my account because they all have pictures of it on their phone. Um, if you can, if you, if you have a problem, you just show them your phone and they'll turn your light green on fast pass and send you on your way. Same thing with the dining. Um, I've actually walked up to a dining reservation at Kona myself and been told, no, you don't have a reservation. I showed them my phone and they said, oh yes, you do. They put me right in and I was seated. So have the backup system. Um, you are dealing with computers. It's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And when so, Disney systems fall, they fall hard. They do. So take a picture of all of your fast passes and all of your dining before you leave your house. So you have them. So if the system crashes at any point while you're there, you're solid. And even though they say not to take a credit card with you into the parks, just use your magic band, take a credit card. Yeah. Because when we were there, they had a, a full like, resort-wide uh, crash of the Magic Band system and nothing was working to make purchases. Yep. So it was it was crazy. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it's, it's a computer. It's going to happen. There's nothing you yep. can do about it. There's nothing Disney can do about it. It's going to happen. So that's my, that's actually probably my best piece of advice. It's, it is amazing to me, or, or, or I guess um, it, gosh, what am I trying to say? It reinstates my faith in, um, in Disney that they will look at the phone and like, absolutely no problem. You show them the phone, the, the screenshot and the dining reservation, the fast pass reservation, whatever it is. They're like, yep, you had it. Sorry about that. And I'll let you do it. So yeah. it restores my faith. There we go. And just sometimes it's just so much faster too. I mean, sometimes you it's maybe not a Disney problem, but you can't get connected. You can't get the internet or your phone's not working right. And you just, the app won't start or whatever. Um, and then sometimes you have to, you have to type your password in and it's just kind of a pain. Oh, that's infuriating. It's like every time you're like, where do I need to be? Hold on. And on the iPhone, the one I've got, at least it's got the touch thing. So I, you know, so it reads your fingerprint and then you, so I don't have to type my password in every time, but on Lisa, she's got an older model. So, you know, it's every time you want to go into my Disney experience and look. And no, see. they changed it. Oh. Every single time you go into yeah. it, you have to log in. Yeah. So it makes you log it's in. Annoying. Yeah. So you have yeah. To what is that? I have the iPhone seven and every single, if I go out of it and go back in it two seconds later, I have to put my password in. Yeah. 
So well, if you set it, if you set it up so your um, so your fingerprint is your password, then you just put your finger on the little whatever I don't even know what it is the the home button circle thing, and it'll uh, read your fingerprint. You won't have to type it, but either oh, way, really? yeah. But yeah, if, if you, you have an iPhone, yeah. But oh. if but you know or but you know for everybody else and. So it's still a pain, but if ever, you know, and if you have uppercase, lowercase, whatever, it's like every time I want to check ride times or I want to check where I'm supposed to be or I want to check dining reservations, I got to type it in again and again and again every single time. So it's sometimes it's just much easier to to look at the screenshot and pull, you know, in your photos and, and then you know where you're supposed to be and not go through that hassle of loading the app every time. So. Okay. All right, what is next? I'm next. Okay, so my next little hack is if you have kids, uh, even if they're, anywhere, well, infant, up through, I'll say seven, maybe eight, depending on the kid and their size, um, consider getting or bringing a stroller. And if you're not bringing one, if you're going to rent one when you're in Orlando, my advice would be to use one of the um, off-site vendors that supply stroller rentals. And there are several of them out there. We can offer some suggestions if you like. And um, it's it's going to save you money over your daily rental from the park. But the nice thing is, at the end of the day, when your child is wiped out, even your eight-year-old, and doesn't want to walk anymore, won't take another step, or they fell asleep in your arms, they're going to be in the stroller. You can take that stroller um, to your resort with you, which is awesome. A slight downfall with this is that you do have to fold the stroller up to get onto the motor coaches to the resorts. But if you drove, you don't need to. You can, well, go out to the parking lot and push your kid the whole way, put them in the car, get them out of the car, push them to their room. So it just makes life so much easier when you don't have to carry 35 to 55 pounds of dead weight. Yeah, cuz if you if you rent the stroller at the at the Magic Kingdom, you you know, you have to go there every morning, you get the stroller and then when you leave the park, you have to turn it in when you're leaving and then you're carrying your kid in a balloon and some souvenirs and they're asleep and you're hauling them they're to dead the weight. to the bus and then you get off the bus and you're hauling them, you know, maybe at Coronado Springs 10 minutes or even any of the, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge. You're walking, you know, a quarter mile maybe down the hallway huh. carrying them. So it's much easier to have the stroller that you have with you for your whole vacation. It's cheaper. It's a nicer quality. Mm -hmm. More um, comfortable. Depending on if you con contact one of the mouse cheddars, they can let you know uh, when they book your vacation, you know, they'll, they'll, they can book the stroller for you and, and book it with one of the companies that drops it off at the uh, resort. Some of them require you to be present to pick them up. And some of them are uh, approved to Disney to just leave it at uh, Bell Services without you being present. And they can go through all that as well. But Right. They've got the whole uh, procedure, the routine. And down. this is also for the uh, ECVs or the, the wheelchairs as well. Yeah. So if, if you need to get um, an ECV, an electric um, wheelchair, you can get one of these from an outside company as well instead of renting. And it's the same situation. But the nice thing about this is if you are getting on one of the motor coaches to go back to your Disney resort, you do not have to get out of your, um, 
your electronic or your um, your motorized vehicle, you can they have the lifts. They can get you onto that motor coach, um, and then you can get your ride back. You don't have to get out of it and move to a seat. You can sit in it the whole time, and very convenient. And these also can be, depending on the vendor, can be dropped off at the luggage services for you to just pick up at your leisure. You also drop it off here. Just a, I don't know, public service announcement. Don't forget to leave a couple dollars for the uh, the bellman who does help you. So it's just like if you had left luggage there. So don't forget to tip. And uh, they're great quality strollers, which is the nice thing. So And they sanitize them between each user. Yeah, they're real clean. I mean, I've seen some of these strollers get turned in and... There's eight meals that are in in the stroller and embedded, mm-hmm. and they yeah, clean I them can, up perfectly. I can speak about that because we've had some very bad incidences in the park with my twins with those mm-hmm. rented strollers, but they're always good. We rent we rented those strollers when the twins were little so many times, and they were always good quality. And the people we worked with were wonderful. And didn't you you had a bad one once, and they like replaced it immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there so. was something with the wheel or something. One of the wheels was wonky. Um, so they no questions asked. We asked for a new one and they were out. They had someone out on route making deliveries and they made it happen. And honestly, I think they said that they were all sold out, but they made it happen. So I think they were banking on the fact that they could take one from their uh, allotted already uh, rented strollers. And that they pick up another one in the meantime, get it cleaned up and get it to the last person on the route. So they will bend over backwards for you. I mean, they want you to come back. They want you to be a a repeat client. They want you to tell others, you know, that's what good business is all about. And uh, I, I'm fully behind them. So it's, it's nice. And then you can just bring it into your room. It's, it's just awesome. It's a great service. It's so convenient. And even going through some of the value resorts, you've got so much, distance between uh, when you're carrying that kid, I don't care how far the distance is. If it's, you know, 50 yards, it's so much easier with the stroller going into the elevator. Just the kid doesn't move. He's in the stroller. It's awesome. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So I do love that convenience. Um, It's also a way to keep them from running away. Right. And it's going to carry some of your stuff. A constant battle telling kids not to run. Do not run ahead. Do not run ahead. Uh, it is so easy to get separated in big crowds, uh, especially whenever five, six years old. It's very easy for that to happen. You're not talking about. You know exactly where they are. You're not talking about Do anyone you know, in particular, are you? <laughs> no, no one that I know. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like some parents use the stroller just for that reason. The kids don't necessarily need it, but it's so helpful getting in and out of the park. And, you know, it's 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 more for like your peace of mind than anything at a certain point. Well, not only that, but it's just to keep the kids from from wearing their legs out. Like, yeah, my kids used when they were little, they used to get so tired. Um, And with tired comes cranky. Yeah. So like I would just, you know. Put them in the stroller to to get from point A to point B and, and they would last so much longer. Yep, I agree. Um, and, and they have, um, shade with those too. You can get, uh, do they have the covers anymore? 
Kind of. Yeah, I think like it's Like the partially... big green one that you see everywhere, those city mini, which they're not that mini. They do have like a little cover. Yeah, so I think that's good. Um, and I know that I said, you know, probably a pretty old age for kids, but honest to goodness, you're going to thank me in the end. I don't necessarily like this is this is the way to start a massive battle among Disney people is to suggest an eight year old go in a stroller. But at the same time, I know plenty of eight year olds who've gone in a stroller. Okay, so, so Brooke is seven now. Right. Um, I, I guess we haven't used a stroller with her in about a year and she does yeah. all right. Would she ride in a stroller and be happier? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, they do have weight you know restrictions, what? too. It's totally individual. I don't, I don't think people should, you know, um, I, that is really an entire battle though. It's like people get very angry about older kids and strollers, but first of all, you don't know what a child's limitations are and it's none of your business really. Right. That's very true. And who knows if they're there from rope drop to park close, you don't know if they've been there all day and it's a great way to keep your kid energized or from being tired. Yep. I, so, I yeah. will say during the mouse chat meetup, I got really like a really big gash on the back of my leg from a stroller. So if you have a stroller, please don't run into people. <laughs> and, and actually, I was going to say it's a, it, one thing to remember with the stroller is you will move through the park significantly slower. Yeah. Um, especially through crowds because you you just have to wait for the crowds to move. Yes. And people there. don't pay attention. They will Except, walk right in front of you, which yeah. is understandable, you know, but still. No, Chris, they're paying attention. They see an opportunity and they're like, yeah, I'm getting in front of that stroller. It's like getting in front of yeah. a semi on the highway. Yeah. See, I, I actually usually follow the strollers and let them plow through the people. Some of them yeah, plow. And that's, that's, that's another strategy. I'm, I'm the type to, to cut around them and, and, go go for the 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 most open path possible but yeah. yeah i having been in that scooter it is very difficult oh gosh, to navigate that's right. yeah and i do have an appreciation for the strollers and the the ecvs and uh, i mean it was minimal it was one trip but it was still it was hard it like was we, hard you encountered lots of stuff with that people are so inconsiderate and rude to yeah. people with strollers and um in the ECVs or any kind of wheelchair. And well, I think they, cut they them make off. an assumption that you're just in it because the joy ride. Right. Well, <laughs> you and, know, which is of course not true. Yeah. And I think they don't understand. I can't stop on a dime type of thing. And, um, but I'm also going to complain that, uh, there are some people that will ram those strollers into whomever's in front of them just because they think it's some kind of snow plow. Yeah. Just to get people to move. Yeah. Oops. I'm sorry. You got too close to me. So, all right, Steve's giving me a finger roll. He's like, come oh, on, Oh, is hurry he giving up. you the finger yeah, roll? Yeah, he's giving Love me the it. finger roll. Back so. on topic. Come on, Steve. Yeah, Get well, he's next, topic. so he probably wants to, like, oh. jump on this. What am I talking about? Kid safety. Oh, yeah. This is the this? person I yeah. think needs to talk about kid safety. Wow. Why did Steve get this? I don't even know, I I even know, know right? how I got this. <laughs> wow. Wait, did I bring a kid to the park? <laughs> Whose kid is that? I thought we girl. only had two girls. This How is not a good topic for me. We've lost our kids in at least uh, at least two Disney theme parks, and one of them was not in the United one States. One was international. That was so <laughs> bad. I would um, like to say that I was the one who said, "Hey, where's Brooke?" I I think I should be rewarded for that. Yeah, we're like ready to get on the ride. I'm like, wait a minute, we're missing a kid. Oh, and I we've was in a wheelchair. That, we've done that with agents too. 
Yeah. We have, oh. sorry, see, they're grown-ups. are worse than kids. <laughs> I don't know. So, so basically, is this, I don't even, this is not Do even. Do you not want to have this one? I don't want kids' safety. So who else wants kids' safety? All right. So, so you should do kids' safety because it would, like, reiterate the importance of kids' safety to this you. This would never have worked. Everyone looks up this to you, a, Steve. This would have never have worked you even if I had done. So the idea here is, is this what the idea is? The idea here is, is the you hack. take a Sharpie marker, right? Yeah, you can take a Sharpie marker. And you write your no phone relation. number on the kid's stomach. You can write it on their stomach or on their upper arm, just somewhere that's hidden by clothes. But this would be for younger kids. It's always kids great that because don't... then your kid's like, hey, I'm or lost. Steve. I'm We've lost, lost cast member. Yeah. And then they start taking their lost. clothes off. I was going to say, well, that was intentional. <laughs> so I, this is inspired, of course, by Robin and David, who are Mouse Chat listeners, who are friends of mine and met up with them back in November. And they took their grandson to the park and they said, Look, my daughter made us do this, and they lifted up his shirt, and he had his phone number on his belly. So <laughs> it was very cute, and he's only five, so he didn't seem to care. But, right, and, yeah. and those little kids, they don't know their phone number, and, and so you yeah, put mom or dad's not. cell phone number on there, and you know it's a safety precaution. It's going to wear off. It says permanent, but it's not. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it wore off. I mean, his, I think it's kind of adorable, actually, that the mom was like, okay, you can take him, but wait a second. So, you and, know. But isn't it weird for the cast member where he says, do you know your mommy or daddy's <laughs> number? And then all of a sudden the kid starts taking his clothes off and they're like, wait, the whoa, kid is whoa, not, whoa. No, Steve, like, you're making this ridiculous. You lift up your shirt to expose the phone number. You don't strip down to your pull-ups. Wait, wait, there's flashing? No. Are, are, are we at Disney or Mardi Gras? Oh my God. <laughs> do, we, do we get beads? I want beads. Hey, little, you get, you get you're a little five year old. You pick your little five year old. Show them your belly. You and, pick your five year old. And we're going to record it and literally pee <laughs> in the corner. I would love, yeah, I would let you pick oh. your five year old kid up in the, in the lost kid area and he's got like 50 sets of beads on his neck. That's you so are tacky. So you are so tacky. <laughs> you know what? I realized the other day, I thought to myself, probably a good 25% of the conversations I have had with Steve involve the phrase, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that's, that's and and the world may never know. That's yeah. pretty funny. What is wrong with you? All right. So to get back to this, there are other ways to. There's got to be a better okay, way. You're done. Someone turn his mic off. I think <laughs> Steve, back up. Just yes. back up from the mic. So they do make tattoos that you can write on. So you put this little tattoo on the kid on his upper arm or on his belly. I don't like care. You're still flashing. But um, you write directly onto the tattoo. And it says, my phone number is. So that's an option. You could put a bracelet on the kid. Um, you just get one of those like monkey on the no, mon- no. monkey on the back things. No, with the, with, you're done. With the leash. No, no. Monkey Shush. Backpack. The monkey My backpack. My kids had one of those. They don't work. They just, didn't they just the lay? Did you say one. they just laid down on the ground? Okay, Steve, yes. back up from the microphone. The best picture up. All right. Um, you can also. We used to put a um a business card in Amber's pocket. And that way, if someone needed to call us, they could if she got separated from us. Um, you can also get, um, okay, this, I guess, relates to Steve's leash idea, but you can get one of those dog tags um, and put it on a necklace and have just the first name and a phone number. 
Well, we used to tie, didn't you used to do something where you tie something on their shoelace? Yeah, you can tie something to their shoelace. And then they but just a lot of kids that shoelace. age don't wear shoelaces. Right. They're yeah. wearing Crocs or they're wearing Velcro. That's right. So Get those Sharpie markers. But there markers. are a lot of ideas to make sure your kid in you know the event yeah. that they get separated from you uh, knows your phone number. And with that, you have to make sure that your phone is on and that it's definitely on vibrate so you feel it because it's loud. Well, let me ask you something now. Now with my Disney experience, because I haven't lost my kid recently. With my, if I lose my kid, congratulations! If I lose my kid now uh, and they have a magic, it's been almost seven days now. I know. So <laughs> I haven't lost the kid since they've had magic bands. So if I lost Brooke now with a magic band, would that help the cast yes. member? So That's the first thing a cast member will do now. So they're going to scan the magic oh. band and they're going to yep. know the information. And then if that doesn't work, they're going to see if you spray painted a phone number and on And then they somewhere. like automatically buzz your magic band. <laughs> what do they do? Well, okay. Your child is ready so, for pickup. So <laughs> they can tell the little Brooke is, is you know, lost in the Mexico pavilion. Yep. Belongs to the Griswold um, Party of Four. Staying at Disney's old Key West Resort. They have their next fast pass in 20 minutes. Let's go <laughs> We're going to miss it because Brooke's not Wait, here. But can't, but won't they have like GPS on her and be like, oh yeah, she's over there. They have that so on the cruise know that line. They know that. All right. So I think they have it. I don't think they're telling us. We need local. Um, right, this is what we need to do. We need it's to lose. Hold on. Sharpie's turn. Precise and yeah. It's how very hard to drop your kids and leave and hope that they don't find you. Yeah. Wow, yes. Lauren. Well, this is like your tinfoil hat kind of stuff here because like, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea. Well, what of, do they uh, do? Do they go into my Disney experience and see and, and have your contact information and call you? It would be interesting to lose Brooke <gasps> just to see. Any sentence that starts that way, I'm just going to kick you. Well, we should just uh, have. That's right. <laughs> we should have Brooke just get. I don't know. It would be we interesting to see on purpose. what to role play it and see what happens now, because I have to feel like they have a, the technology now to either send you a text message in my Disney that pops up on your phone or call you or have your, somehow have your contact info. We I could try this. And I don't know if they're using that because they must have the, the info with the magic band or if they're still just waiting or if they wait. Let's not try it with a kid. Let's well, try how it. Are we going to try it? Yeah, I don't know if it'll work with me. We lost it. We can't find him. We really can't be trusted. If anybody has has lost their kid recently and they had a magic band, let us know if they'd use the technology to. to Isn't Steve the one that didn't want to talk about this? Well, I well I think he can't stop this. Well, this gets you out of the having to sharpie marker your kid. All right, so the sharpie marker. It's cheap. It's low tech. And it's going to wear off. And you don't have to buy a magic band if you didn't, and get, you know it, what? If you didn't get it with your Disney package. Oh, exactly. my gosh. Okay, so one. Okay, so I'm not sure how the whole magic band tracking thing is going to go. So if that's not in place, the old system is that they're going to take the child to the baby care center. Every park has one. And so they'll go to the baby care center where they'll be safely housed until um, you decide to go there. And essentially... You as the parent should go to a cast member and say, I lost my kid. Oh, my gosh. I'm an awful parent. And then the cast member is going to say, hold on. Let me call the baby center and the baby care center and uh, see if your kid is reported up there, you know, shown up there yet. And so they call and they say, yes, Brooke is down there. You can go down to the baby center and um, 
I make it sound like a store, the baby center, the baby care center. And uh, it's usually with first aid and you go down there and they require ID, even though your kid is crying saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. And they release your kid after you sign a couple things. Yeah. And they, so just real quick and then we'll move on. But I pretty if, much if, summarized. If, if you've been on Disney Cruise Line, <laughs> they have the magic bands and they have the sensors to detect in the kids club where your kid is at. So they know, and if they have the same system at Disney World, I mean, when you go to on a Disney cruise they and you go to pick your kid up, they'll say, oh, she's over in Tinkerbell's Playland. Then Amber is over in- Doing arts and crafts. Doing arts and crafts. And in the, you know, kids in the Oceaneers Club. So you know exactly where they are because they they can track them with the with the magic band. But they have to have, you know, some proximity sensors, I guess, in that area to pick up the RFID. So anyway, next. Well, is that it on baby care? I think it is. is I think it? those are the safety precautions that you need to take. Um and know what your kid is wearing. Take a picture of your kid each day because they're gonna ask what kind of clothes your kid's wearing. So that's just a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. Dress like Isn't your kid. Isn't it always appalling that like when you have to do that, you're like, um, I don't know, a t-shirt with some shorts. <laughs> yeah. I can never remember what my kids wore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So just dress like your kid and say he's wearing the same exact outfit I am. Yeah. There you go. That'll work. He's wearing this Where's Waldo shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That'll be awesome. All right. You know, that's actually an exhausting podcast because I'm like yelling at Steve the whole time. Well, sorry. Real quick. Um, if, if you want our list, our complete list of Disney hacks, uh, we have this plus some other hacks uh, that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show. And we will email you the list. Just go to mousechat.net and uh, I'll set up a link there where uh, you just type in your email address. And then I'm happy to email you the list of all of our Disney hacks. You're such a hack. Okay. Um, I do want to throw one more thing in there. Lauren, you're going to tell us about the new offer that was released recently and what's going on with that. Yeah. So Disney released two new promotions, actually. Uh, One is the savor a free quick service meal this summer. Um, If you stay in a value resort, so that's going to be any of the all-stars, Art of Animation, minus the Little Mermaid Rooms and Pop Century. Uh, you can get one free quick service per person per night that you're there. And the travel window for that is going to be May 30th to August 24th and would need to be booked on or before February 12th. So that's a great deal. Um, If you do have um, quick service dining plan or the plus dining plan, this is something you can add to your package and upgrade and you will get a discount on those dining plans with it. So it'll, you'll just pay the difference in price, which is nice. And then, and I do think they will put out a room discount for those two months as well, that you can kind of see which way is better. Most of the time that room discount is going to be a better deal. Um, the other thing that Disney world put out is a room discount, which is going to be good for travel dates of, um, February 20th through June 10th. And there are some blackout dates in there with the holidays and that's going to be a various room discount ranging anywhere from 10% to 30% like normal. Um, your three bedrooms, Little Mermaid, um, Polly and Grand Floridian bungalows, Bay Lake Tower, all excluded. And campsites are excluded. And then the other one they put out, which was, I thought, pretty interesting, is the Kinder Moon package. 
which this one gives you um, the room discount. But then on top of it, it gives you two fast pass vouchers to be used. You get one voucher for Hollywood Studios for Disney Junior Live on stage. And then you get one voucher for Magic Kingdom, which can be used at either Dumbo, uh, Little Mermaid Under the Sea, Monsters Laugh Floor, or Mickey's PhilharMagic. Um, and those actually come with your magic bands. So I thought that was kind of an interesting, that's called the fun and sun, um, offer. No, that's called the kinder moon package. Sorry. And then the last thing that came out, it was a very busy day yesterday is Disney cruise line has 50% off, uh, deposits, which they only do that this time of year. And you need to book your package by February 15th to take advantage of that uh, reduced deposit. So that's going to take your deposit for Disney Cruise from a 20% overall deposit down to a 10% um, deposit, which is a huge savings. So take advantage of that. Excellent. Thank you. All right. I'm going to grab the show and wrap it up right here. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or questions for us, you can send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. If you enjoy listening to the shows, there are plenty more to be found over at iTunes and again at mousechat.net. Thank you so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. <laughs>